The tables get turned today on Attorney General Letitia James by our guest, Mel Witte. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, Chris Michaels, here on the America Out Loud Network. Let's get emboldened. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. As always, I'm your host, Greg Bolden, both here on the America Out Loud Network, as well as as all of your social media networks, just type in at America Emboldened in the search bar. You'll find us on Rumble, even on YouTube. We're back. That's right. They got me back from ban. I can start talking again, but I got to be careful with what I say because, you know, the YouTube overlords like to monitor all of that stuff. As always, make sure you go over to AmericaOutloud.news where you can check out all my colleagues' work, people like the great Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Paul Engel, as well as my co-host tonight, Chris Michaels. Welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. How's it going? It's going great, brother. We've made it to the end of another week. And so we got the weekly recap and we got a, a heck of a show for people tonight. That's right. We do. Because what's going on in New York and in Georgia with all of these atrocious attorneys going against Trump is unconscionable. I can't believe somebody like Letitia James gets to walk free. And then this week, I'm not sure if you've heard about her. She's going after one of the biggest meat producers out there because they are hiring people. And she's claiming the more people that this company hires, so beef patties and things like that, the worst it's going to be for climate change and all of that. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, look, isn't, isn't that, I mean, it's your future girlfriend right there. Chris. Uh, no, Letitia no, James. Not, no, that is a county fair blue ribbon winner. If I've ever saw one. Oh, I no, think I know no. where you're going with that. So mm -hmm. you're not a fan of the attorney general, the 67th mm -hmm. attorney general of the state of New York. Yeah, no, she's a big zero in my book. Well, we're finding that she doesn't have big zeros in her pocketbook because our guest oh. tonight just did an incredible expose uh, that was published on a uh, website called under or uncoverdc.com. Mel Witte. Now, Mel Witte has gone into Letitia James's purse financials, found out she's got a pretty extravagant taste for hotels in Puerto Rico, as well as she likes to stay in the finest of places throughout the state of New York and take chartered private jets. And, you know, not saying anything illegal here, but I think what we're going to find from our guest tonight is going to be very interesting. I think so, too. So let's get into it. All right, let's go. Mel Witte, welcome to America Emboldened. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here with us. As uh, my viewing audience, you can see Mel here, and we'll put up some information as well. 
Uh, but for those that are listening, you can find Mel on X at Village Crazy Lady, but forget the A in village. So V-I-L-L-G-E Crazy Lady, uh, you'll be able to find. But Mel, outside of that kind of interesting X name, tell people a little about what you do and uh, the interest that you have in uncovering financials and uh, the type of work that you're doing on your page. Okay, so um, I kind of started my page during COVID. Uh, obviously, everything was insane. You know, the whole world lost its mind. And so um, one day I was out at uh, a school opening school rally for um, it was in front of the governor's mansion in August 2020. And uh, this with my sister and it was like five of us out there. And this guy rolls up and he says, you guys are like the village crazy ladies out here, you know, of course, because we wanted to send our kids back to school, you know, of course, that's that's was nuts back then. And um, so my name is kind of just a, a play on that. We my sister and I would joke about that, you know, as being the village crazy ladies, because we wanted to do something as normal as send our kids to school. And so that's kind of where it came from. And I never actually thought that, you know, it's kind of just shouting into the void. I never thought that anybody would ever listen to me. But um, I have a background in political science. I went to um, uh, school. I have a degree in political science. So I've always been interested in politics. And um, I wanted to be a lawyer until I worked for a lawyer. <laughs> and then I realized I didn't want to work 80 hours a week. So um, I just started a small business that I run out of my house. And um, but politics is my passion. So um, uh, I'm a registered Republican. I've always, you know, I, I'm a conservative, like a, re, you know, a, a true conservative. I mm -hmm. believe in small government. I believe in strong communities. Um, I believe in, in most uh, really traditional conservative values, but definitely not a neocon, not not a globalist by any means. I'm, I'm an isolationist, to be quite honest with you. But um you fit right in with yes, us. Sounds there we really go. Good. Sign me <laughs> up. Uh, America first, America only. Period. And uh, uh, really, nothing to say after that. But uh, so, anyways, so obviously that clashes with a lot of conservative, a lot of Republicans, and the way that they view the world nowadays. So, you know, um, starting in 2020, I just got really frustrated with Republicans, just how inept they were how you know no backup for trump you know everybody can can kind of blame trump for caving in to democrats but at the same time he never really had any fighters on our side really supporting him i mean they, you know everybody can say about him kind of giving in to democrats but nobody ever really talks about the fact that nobody really backed him up on you know in power on our side so i like to go after those guys these big talk and do nothing. So my first um, ever kind of dig, I got suspended on Twitter last July for saying something I should no, have said. Naughty, I got, naughty. <laughs> I got, I got put in jail for 30 days. And um, uh, I was, I was really irked with Tim Scott's um, presidential campaign, right? Because I knew, I knew what he was doing. I knew he had a lot of money left over from his Senate race in 2020 and I knew he was just going to wash it through this presidential campaign. And I called it in May. Um, but I started digging on the FEC website. Um, and I was really kind of astonished with what I found on Tim Scott. Because last year, or um, in 2022, Tim Scott spent $38 million getting reelected in South Carolina. His Democrat opponent only raised $200,000. 
So I was like, how does that even happen? How, how is that even possible? And so that's when I found out that these politicians can spend this money any way that they want to, essentially. If they can claim that it is related to politics, they can spend it. And right. if you're a politician, everything is related to politics. So I got really good at downloading FEC data, sorting it in um, on my Mac. And uh, sorry, I'm like, I'm like nervous. My chest is all red. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, so I got, um, I downloaded it on uh, uh, onto my Mac, got really good at sorting it and kind of seeing like what it is pulling out, right? So anyways, right. I've been doing this for a while and um, uh, I have a podcaster, James Clary. He runs a, um, a radio show out of uh, Southeast Missouri. He asked me last week, and so normally I focus on Republicans when I'm writing my threads, and I've written some big ones on Tim Scott, Dan Crenshaw, um, Steve Scalise, but um, he said, hey, would you mind looking into Letitia James? And so I was like, well, this will be fun, because I don't ever go after Democrats. I just always assume they're corrupt, and I just, you know, just kind of just ignore them from there. And so when I pulled her up, I was really shocked at, number one, at the financing that she had. She has raised in, in five years, $12 million. This is for a, an attorney general seat. That, that's, that's big, big money. And she has spent $12 million in, to win this perfectly safe seat. Now, when you're running for um, a seat safely in, in a um, place like New York, or if you're a Republican and you're in South Carolina or Alabama or whatnot, um, your only real uh, race is your primary race, right? She won that in 2018. She hasn't had a single, no threat to her job since, right? So there's no reason to spend uh, $7 million on re-election, just none. And well, I, I, I did a show uh, several weeks ago. People were wondering why candidates suspend campaigns versus call it quits and end them. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why is because they can keep the purse open yep. uh, and they use it as consultants. Yep. And so when Vivek Ramaswamy is saying, you know, I'm suspending my campaign, mm -hmm. what he's really doing is he's now putting money back into the coffers to help his favors later on in his career. Uh, so he's greasing palms because he knows that's going to pay off later on. Oh, uh, Liz Cheney turned her yes. uh, $12 million that was left over from her primary campaign into a quote unquote pack, which just flies private jets around the country, <laughs> you know? Um, Wait, that's it, all it's for? It's just, it's um, just that's vacation. All, that's it's, she's built out so far. Yeah. Oh my God. Sounds just like you're in I life, Chris. You <laughs> yeah. know, just all those private jets we had, Alan, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So even I, if it's I, for the next town over, um, it's just, it's <laughs> maddening. So I pull up um, Letitia James. I get her um, and I start looking through her, uh, her stuff. And I, I'm just like, you know, Puerto Rico, you know, first thing I see when I'm looking at 2023 expenditures again, she got reelected in 2022. So I'm looking at 2023 elect um, expenditures and she had, she spent um, $1.1 million in 2023. Again, it's like, what are you campaigning for? You, you just won reelection. You've got another four years. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I, so what I do, I download the data and I immediately sort it by expense code first. 
Um, most of the time they're atrocious with their, and so you have to dig a lot deeper. And she was especially awful, but um, immediately you see lodging and you'll see, um, you know, Martha's Vineyard, um, but Puerto Rico was a bunch. It was um, uh, about five different um, uh, charges. Yeah. So what is that? So that's three, but one of them, the one that's 9,000, that was split into a couple and those were different dates. So um, it's same hotel, but different dates. So there was clearly a bunch of trips there. Hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, what's, I did find out that apparently there's at least one Democrat conference in um, uh, Puerto Rico. So that's one of the charges, I don't know. I don't know if they just have these conferences all the time. Still, I'm like, why does the state attorney general from New York need to go to Puerto Rico for a conference? It doesn't make any sense to me. But you can see luxury hotels. Um, then I see, you know, I start doing the meals and the meals are wild. That I took all of her data from all five years. So she opened her campaign in May of 2018. So this is four and a half years, really. Um, $101,000 in meals. And wow. it's not big catering events. Those She has those on there too, but I didn't include those when I added these up. I just included regular checks, um, you know, and- well, you, you say you included regular checks and in your article, you talk about Dunkin' Donuts, Dave and Buster's, but- and, you know, a $700 steakhouse in Brooklyn, which I'm all for. I like my steakhouses in Brooklyn. I'm sure Michael's does as well. But there's also $7,000 that was billed as an office expense mm -hmm. at a nightclub in New York City. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that's... so this is when I had to go through line by line because I, you know, I noticed right away, like, okay, I'm seeing, I don't know if you can see at the bottom there, it says um, Crown Plaza. Um in uh, Desmond, that's also, that was a $5,500 bill. That was also billed as office. So she had a lot of these offices, you know, um, half of her JetBlue um, uh, airline tickets were billed as office. Um, so yeah, but so, so I just was like went one by one and counted and added them up, you know, and it was, it was incredible. And again, I, I looked at some of these restaurants when I say it's still an average bill, that wasn't enough to like take a big group of people out $700. This is, this is the right. dinner for probably two, maybe three people, you know, because they're expensive restaurants. Right. So what you see when you start looking at these, these politicians at their expenditures is that they supplement their lifestyles and they live like Kings on their campaign donations. So now, isn't there something that's just screams not legal with all of this by miscategorizing all of these expenditures. So, I mean, I ran a business. So as an S corp, I was able to keep the receipts and instantly give myself a 30% pay raise because if I don't use that money, the government takes it and I never see that money. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just go to happy hours, spend it on gas, you know, buy computers, pencils, pens, erasers, whatever I needed. So, but, but I had to make sure that I had all the receipts in proper order to mm -hmm. do something like that. How could she just sit there and go to a nightclub and do God knows what in New York City with probably Mary, Mayor Eric Adams and get away with it as office? Well, maybe 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 Mayor Adams was just raided today in search because of Mel's article. I thought one of his <laughs> one of his number ones. 
Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. Um, but I thought it was a misuse of her office. So yeah. that's why I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm telling you, what I've seen that these people charge, state and federal. I had somebody link me. They This guy who, um, good guy, does uh, has done the same stuff in Ohio. And he, he tracked where a Ohio state representative charged his campaign $14,000 for gas in like two years. You know? Again, they just, they're supplementing their lifestyles to live clearly beyond their means. And um, so then you have to wonder what, where do they get the money, obviously. Now, one of the things that came up in your article, which by the way, just once again, uncoverdc.com, go over there, you can find Mel Woody's uh, article there. Um, you talk about ghost donors. Mm-hmm. Um and you had no idea just what the total donations were going to come be, but you feel that she's wrapped up in a scam with ghost donors. Can, can you explain that to the, the audience a little bit? Right. So ghost donors, this is something that was first uncovered um, by James O'Keefe. It has done fantastic work on it. Um, another um, gentleman named um, Peter Bernegger, and I'm going to tell you, um, Mr. Bernegger has done incredible. I had never heard of him until he contacted me. And I want to tell you his website because this gentleman, and you guys, everybody needs to go check it out. Um, His website is called electionwatch.info. And so what he has done is um, he has tracked all of these ghost donors along with James O'Keefe's work through the entire country. And these people, I I was blown away when I saw this website. It's an interactive map, as you can see. Click on a state. They will bring up every ghost donor they have tracked. They they tapped a, they put an API straight into the FEC and download all of the receipts. You will just be, you will be blown away. You will see how pervasive this problem is. So what's a quick definition of a ghost donor? Okay, so a ghost donor and and, um, Mr. Bernegger, he calls them Smurfs. Um, I just, I saw somebody call it ghost owning one time. So that's kind of what I've just always called it. But um, what it is, is bots. Well, someone, we don't know who, um, uses bot, a bot system to run donations through the names of mostly elderly Americans. And they do this to circumvent the, uh, the campaign donation limits. So at a federal yeah. level, you are you are limited to, um, I believe it's $3,600. I believe it actually might be more than that per for a primary and then another um, 36 for the general, right? So it's like 7,200 total that you're allowed to give to each candidate, right? So what these people are doing is, is they are using the names, you know, they're using the names and right. the addresses of older people to make donations in their name, which is a way right. to circumvent that. Um, it's an old yeah. scam. It's, you know, I, you may, there was a, a case kind of famous, um, um, Jeffrey Figer, it was out of Michigan. He was a, um, uh, a sorry, a, personal injury lawyer 
he ended up getting taken to, to court uh, by the federal government for this. He actually did get off on it, but it was it revolved around the same thing, him giving his secretary thousands of dollars and asking her to make donations. Um, and, and James O'Keefe uncovered a lot of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. So, right? Yeah, he went knocking door the door <laughs> showing people this. Yeah. Right, and he saw a bunch of donations, hundreds mm-hmm. of donations, thousands in some cases I mean, for look, these people. Look at this, Chris. I mean, you got here a total amount of donations of $93,641 to somebody. Um, all $35 maximum donations. Do you know how many wow. maximum $35 donations you need that gets a 93641 I bet you did the math. What is it? I don't know because I didn't do the math and I'm not a math teacher, but it's a shit ton is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, yeah, that person's got, you know, 8,000 donations made in there, which is just ridiculous. You know, um, now what's it, what's ridiculous to me is you remember that people that donated to BLM thought they were actually doing something, but in reality, that money was going to act blue. Right. Mm-hmm. So then we find out what James O'Keefe found out, where all of these people are having Act Blue donate in their name. Mm-hmm. So are we looking at all of these major corporations like Bank of America and God knows what else? Remember, all of these huge corporations were donating to BLM, literally fighting against Donald Trump, pumping money into Act Blue and the Democrat Party, and then Act Blue just taking advantage of these poor people that have no idea what's going on. Well, it's it's not just them. There's a very oh, real sorry. possibility it's foreign po- countries. Exactly. exactly. Um, it's, it, it's, it's actually scary because we don't know. We do know it's not one person because it's billions and billions of dollars. Um, we also know that it's pervasive. It's it's not just Act Blue. Um, I on my pinned thread, if you go on Twitter, um, uh, it took off with Act Blue in 2018, and Win Red got on the boat in 2020. Yep. And um, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that all of these, um, all of these, uh, I'm sorry, um, politicians know that it's happening. Um, but some of them, you know, like a Tim Scott, I, I got a hard time believing you don't know when you raise $35 million and you spend $35 million that you don't need to, to do either one of those things to win your reelection. But, you know, you, you're running around on private jets and you're, you know, I mean, Tim Scott had $200,000 worth of hotels and this was six years, but still that's, you know. You, you might need that type of money. If perhaps you wanted to find yourself as a vice president to Donald Trump. You're, if you're trying to cultivate an image, I suppose. I'm curious. Have you ever looked in? I'd be, Mel, I'd be curious if you go and research Kamala Harris and look at these same numbers leading up to the 2020 election for Kamala Harris. I'd really be curious as to what you'd find. I looked into Chuck Schumer today. No. Chuck Schumer no. was very similar to Tim Scott in 2022. Obviously, Chuck Schumer has a very safe seat. Chuck Schumer raised $42 million. Um, his Republican opponent raised $500,000. Um, Chuck Schumer spent $26 million um, of that. The rest of it he, he gave to other people. Um, it, it, Chuck Schumer spent about $12 million on quote-unquote website consulting. 
that's a, that's a hell of a website there. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's got, he's got, Did, I mean, that's, build, building his next to Amazon. I, I mean, it was just like, I was cracking up. He had all these text messages consulting. I was like, you know, I can just see them like, all right, come here, grandpa. Let me teach you how to use your iPhone. You know, he's got like right. $2 million charged to that. Um, all, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Obviously, the consulting scam is the biggest scam that there is, but we don't know what they're doing. Crazy thing about Chuck Schumer's um, $12 million in um, uh, consulting fees. Let me see if I can pull this up. I'm sorry, did that make me So does it say which consulting no. firms they're giving yes, this I'm, money I'm going to tell you because you're going to laugh at this. Hold oh, on. good. Um, let me find it. I still got it pulled up here. I know I do. Because in New York... Oh, it is intolerable. It's intolerable out it's here. It's not a New York company. It is. Let me see. Um, I can tell you on a second. I feel like we need a drum roll here. Chris. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm at the edge of okay. my seat. Oh, you're going to like this one because. Um, Can't it, wait to pull this up. Then you have a, can we, do we have a hint? Um, hold on, on. I don't want to say it. Uh, okay. So it's a company called Trilogy Interactive LLC. Okay. 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 I wish I knew how to share with you guys. No, that's okay. So Trilogy um, Interactive LLC. Uh -huh. Okay. And he has got the billing address for Trilogy Interactive, which is a real company. I looked it up at 961 I. Hey, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Do you know where this is located, Michaels? No. Right around the corner from me in Bear, Delaware. Oh, really? That's funny because yes. the billing address is for a Palo Alto, California, and it's just a random dude's house. 961 <laughs> Ilima Way, Palo Alto. And wow. Yeah. So he's just I, giving cash out to some favorite I mean, friends. It says Trilogy Interactive, but all of the billing addresses are this Palo Alto house. I look it up. Guy that owns the house is not associated with this with this company at all. And um, I'm like, wow. again, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, and I, I stand corrected maybe, because I think Trilogy One, if they are a consulting group, Trilogy Interactive, it's linking to a marketing consultant in Delaware, but then Trilogy Interactive as well. See, here's the thing to know, like America Emboldened is LLC'd here in Delaware. Everybody LLCs in Delaware for a very specific reason. Because when you do so, you cannot find out ever the main person who's behind the company, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the person that's actually behind my show, you'll never know. <laughs> uh, but you can't get that information once you LLC in the state of Delaware. It's the best LLC laws in the entire country. And so uh, it's pretty interesting to see that I'm finding this connected. But this Berkeley, California uh, connection that I'm finding here... Um, they have their own page, it looks like, on uh, X that's talked about some very interesting content as well. They have a post February 27th that states, make no mistake, Republican opposition to birth control will cost them dearly this fall. We're thrilled to see New York Times shed light on our client, Americans for Contraception, and we're honored to fight with them for access to birth control and IVF. Now, that's an interesting standpoint uh, if they're involved in providing individuals money. Who, who was uh, one of the people receiving money from them? Well, no, this is um, uh, this the was one, 
Chuck Schumer paying them. Paying them. Paying them. Okay. But I mean, still, that's, yeah. that's, that's interesting because it sounds like maybe uh, come up them. with the, the marketing scheme for what he's going to talk about. Right. Paying them an exorbitant amount of money. Um, I mean, $12 million again to, uh, for a, a guy who um, doesn't even need to run a campaign, you know? Uh, what could you, po- again, like I said, what could you possibly be consulting on, you know, for, for that much? Because again, you might say, oh, well, that's, that's including internet ads, but no, they, those are billed separate. So this is just billed as consulting. And what I found is that the consulting thing is really is the biggest scam out there because these consulting firms, what they do is they go and they run the bills. They pay for the travel. They, and it's a way that they can hide what they're really spending their money on. These, um, you know, uh, Steve Scalise is a master at this. He, um, and every now and then they'll slip up and they'll put in, you know, Steve Scalise will run a $400,000 a month travel, food, and consulting bill with just this one company. Um, again, 400 grand <laughs> oh, yeah. a month. Steve Scalise spent $25 million on quote unquote expenditures in a two year period from his joint fundraising accounts, which he has two of that you don't even really see. If you go to open secrets, you'll see, oh, he had, you know, he raised $12 million. What you don't know is, is that the other way that they get around these campaign contributions is they run these joint fundraising committees, which is the place where if you have a joint fundraising committee, you can take in the max amount for you and then you can take in the max amount for every single person that is connected to that joint fundraising. So if they're if they've got like the the um, National Republican Congressional Committee, which has got you know two hundred Republicans on it, whoever have our meetings in the House, now Steve Scalise, who is joined in in that joint fundraising, he can take the max amount for every single person on that list. So he can have these rich people write him. 200,000 or a $100,000 check, you know, $150,000 check. So that's how Steve Scalise has not one, but two that he raised $50 million with in the 2022 cycle, $25 million he spent on expenditures. Wow. Wow. Well, he's not the only one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just like singling, you know, the Republicans oh, no, kick me off because yeah. again, like I said, I, I expect the Democrats to be crooks. So when you say that you're going to be the honest one, you're the fiscally conservative one and you. Wait, the Democrats are fiscally conservative. What? Republicans. Yeah. Conservative ones. And then they're yeah, blowing money like this. And then we only win the house by seven seats. Right. Because we won, we lost winnable races because you guys are over here blowing this money on crap and instead of putting it into the races that need it. Sorry, I get, I get worked up. <laughs> when, when I ran for office years ago, the decision about who was going to win which race was made before the, the nominations even occurred. Yeah. And I was one of those people. They put me up. And they said, well, you're just essentially going to be a placeholder for this. And we know you're not going to win, but you'll get your name out there. And that's what this is saying to me 
they have a group of people that they know will play ball because of God knows what, you know, whether they're part of the same fraternal organization or whatever. And they just keep these people in the loop, keep making your money, keep grifting. And then at some point you'll get the tap. And if you've been a good boy or a good girl, then you'll get into that office and then you'll get a book deal when you're done. Yeah. I think this goes even deeper. So oh, yeah. But sure. I, just to kind of go down a rabbit hole for a quick second, I'm going to go back to this trilogy interactive, right? So while Mel was speaking, I was just kind of curious who follows trilogy interactive since they hardly have any following on the X format or X platform. I just want to say one thing. Yes. Careful. We all remember what you did this summer, Greg. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not good when I go down these rabbit holes, is it? It's it's not good for, for me. Um, but I'm going to tell uh, Mel, here's who you want to look into. Make sure you look at John Fetterman. Oh, Because oh, I, I will give you uh, my guarantee that I believe you're going to find John Fetterman Trilogy Interactive are <laughs> tied at the hip. The other thing you're going to find is the Trilogy Interactive is going to be controlling software that is some of the most powerful software on the planet. Uh, they're going to be using what's called amplification tools in order to put messages on social media. And so when they're paying these consulting groups, it's not consulting that they're paying for. They're paying for the interactive status of amplification and the hubs the trilogy can present for those candidates. Yeah. in order to put those political messages forward. So this goes much further than just simply, here's a consulting fee. This is the service that they're getting for that, which really should be illegal on social media because it's propaganda and influencing people in their minds. And it is the mind virus. You know, it's it, mind virus is not just woke. The mind virus is money and exploitation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, one of the, another, one of the reasons, you know, why I think that um, initially that, that, um, James O'Keefe's story didn't get that much traction. And even my, you know, I've, I've had that, um, uh, my pinned tweet, I've had that there for, uh, since September for months and months, um, is that a lot of the online influencers, they directly benefit from this. They are getting paid. You, you could run some of their names in, you know, um, into the system and you'll find that they have these LLCs that are getting these $10,000 checks a month. Now they're not disclosing that they're being paid to, but a lot of this quote unquote consulting is them putting out feelers to their massive audiences. And, you know, I mean, so again, they, they don't, they have a disincentive to report on this, but again, it's like, where is this money coming from? We need to know that because, I mean. In everything that you've researched, where do you think the money may be coming from? And this oh, I, is just conjecture. Oh, I, I, I think it's definitely probably there's a lot of, of foreign money, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, China, Israel, Ukraine, yeah. a lot of that Ukraine money is washing back through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially with what happened with FTX and what we found out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they never want this thing in the Ukraine to end mm -hmm. because then the gravy train stops. Right. Right. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if Taiwan, couple, probably. Yeah, probably that too. More money laundering in there. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple of years ago, I was shocked. The number one 
or number two country that was donating to the United States was Turkey. You would never suspect that. I mean, that, that has since yeah. changed since I looked at mm -hmm. that um, six years ago, seven years ago, whatever it is. I think the Ukraine is number two now, right? Yeah. Or is it number one? Qatar is a huge one. Yeah. You know? Huge. So with all of this, you're actually talking about other countries subverting American. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Subverting American power and altering American policy and also altering American society. Oh, yeah. So now you're looking at social engineering, creating complacent civilizations, and being able to walk all over the United States. I mean, Hello, Joseph Biden. You just you just look at our border. You look at the mess. What border? That, that is, you know, um, it it is infuriating. The we've got a hundred thousand Americans dying of fentanyl every single year. That's three hundred and twenty three people a day. You know, it, this government should should have been disbarred, disbanded. It is proven to be completely worthless, but nobody's interested in fixing it. And there has to be a reason why. And, you know, I, I, I prefer to think it's just because they are all corrupt, you know, and, and totally bought out than to think that they're just heartless, you know, sociopaths who just don't care at all. You know, I don't, I don't know. Which I, one I lean heard. towards the latter on all this <laughs> because you, you cannot get all of this kind of complacency um, basically willfully. Uh, well, you can if you have money for it, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem that I see with all of this is that, like you brought up way in the beginning, why aren't any Republicans really doing something? Mm -hmm. Even Governor Abbott is dubious in all of this, too, because, oh, he stopped Eagle Pass. He put up barbed wire all over the place over there. OK, well, walk a half a mile down the other way. And guess what? Everything is wide open. No. So why are they allowing this kind of thing? And I usually err on the side that a lot of these people that have been responsible for allowing something like this immigration example mm -hmm. to occur, they've been tapped. There's a couple of governors. They're doing specific things, but the overall agenda is compartmentalized. So Abbott may know something. Um, Governor Hochul may know something. A A Mayor Eric Adams may know something. They think they're doing their part. But somebody that's pulling the strings here, they're the ones coordinating all of this. So, and I truly think America is is on the way on the way down. So do you do you know anything about the Colony Ridge in um, Texas? Yes, we we just had Marissa Hansen on the show yeah, about yeah. three weeks ago, who uh, was writing about that pretty extensively. Yep. So I, I contact I um, hooked up with Marissa, who's fantastic. She is so thorough. I just love her. Um, last May, um, I ran a piece on um, on my Twitter about um, about Colony Ridge and about how you know. Governor Abbott has taken a million dollars from the developer of Colony Ridge. And he has never once mentioned it. But, you know, he isn't the only one in Texas who has taken it. You know, even, you know, Ken Paxton, he, he gave some lip service to it a little bit. Um, and I understand he's got he's got a lot of troubles down there. Um, but uh, he's got a very hostile uh, work environment. Um but at the same time, nobody's interested in doing anything. You've, you've literally got an enclave of illegal immigrants. And this doesn't pop up overnight. This is, this is something years and years in the making. There's 
a lot of people invested in keeping these people in our country undocumented, and then they can exploit them. And it's, you know, even if you're sympathetic to the plight of illegal immigrants, it's not right to to allow these people to be exploited the way that they are. If you see the conditions that these people live in, they have no indoor plumbing, their houses fall apart, they have no legal recourse whatsoever because they're not here legally, they can't even. So, so even if you're sympathetic, how can you defend this, you know? It, right. I, it's it's crazy that you can even call yourself sympathetic, like you said, or you just want the best for the people that come over here because mm -hmm. they want the, a better life for themselves. Meanwhile, you basically put them into indentured servitude the whole time. Yeah. I remember uh, an article uh, that I read years and years ago. Do you remember uh, Mercer, Robert Mercer? So he used to be over at Renaissance Technologies over in, um, you know, big time hedge fund. Right. So Renaissance Technologies originally started by Jim Simons, big time Democrat donor. Mm -hmm. um, and he does all kinds of work for them, uh, he and his wife. And then Robert Mercer took over. So Robert Mercer was on the Republican side. So there was a little article that came out about him and it was memory hold. He essentially had indentured servants that were illegal. And he didn't treat them very properly, uh, very well. Mm -hmm. And he got caught. So if you could find that article, that would be great. But, you know, it's there. It was there. These people mm -hmm. don't care. They don't care. They want cheap labor. They don't want a citizenry. They want an underclass yeah, where right. these people don't have a say. Mm -hmm. And I also read an article today. Um, I wish I had it in front of me. Where when you, when, when these illegals, get driver's licenses, right? Mm -hmm. The state says, okay, you're now registered to vote. Okay, well, yes, how sir. can a legal, uh, an illegal person be registered to vote? Well, it's not the responsibility of the state to validate mm -hmm. the voter registration. It's the responsibility of the local election, election board or election commission, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So now the states that are corrupted are saying, it's not us. We're gonna give this responsibility to some little rinky-dink county run by you know 70 80 year olds that on election day they come out yeah this is this is beyond outrageous it, it it's it's maddening I, I was seeing that with minnesota and they're like well it's illegal to vote if you're not here legally i'm like okay but like what it's it's illegal to be here illegally so clearly yeah. these people aren't worried about the law you know like there was a video that was published uh, last week in California where a boat came in with a bunch of illegals and you could hear the police sirens. They saw them getting off this boat. They came running up to the street. As soon as they got to the street, the police sirens go off and no one comes out to arrest the individuals, to try to capture the individuals. But there are close to 12 vehicles waiting for this boat and they're all running up the street to the vehicles, hopping in the back, and they all have one bag of clothes. Now, my colleague here on the network, Dr. Peter McCullough, he recently wrote in a substack that he shared with me talking about how is it these individuals are coming with one bag of clothing, but yet people seem completely ready to receive them into the country. 
and where's all the clothes? Where's all the supplies? Yeah. It's yeah. almost as if this is a well-funded invasion oh, yeah. of individuals. You know, when people say, oh, you're being xenophobic or you're being uh, hurtful towards immigration, that is BS. Those are people that are in denial of the fact that there is a legal pathway to come into this country, and they are denying the fact that under Joe Biden's administration, 5.6 million undocumented illegals have come in through our borders, enough to fill up the state of Delaware six times over. The state of Delaware, six times, is the amount of illegals just in the Biden administration alone. Now, to put kind of a, a bow on some of what we're talking about, I've got to wonder if that's not part of a larger plan with consulting firms and what the vision for certain parties may be. I'm going to make a really crazy statement that's going to get me in some hot water. I don't normally do this, Michaels. You know that I like to try to, to keep it vanilla, but I almost have to wonder. With what the Democrats have done over the last eight to 10 years, making race at the forefront of every conversation, you know, trying to uh, have the reparations conversation so black Americans can get paid for slavery. You got to wonder, are they trying to create another class that the Democrats can hold in their cities with poverty so that they can now have a, a different class of individuals that are on welfare when they have their new vision for the country? And I say that not to throw a, a trope out there, but rather say this doesn't make sense. There's got to be an agenda to it because I'd like to know where are the people that are arguing for Hispanic rights? Because I know that they're experiencing the same amount of racism in this country. You know, I have students that I teach that their parents are coming over. Um, and I've had students where parents have come illegally. And then their kid is born here and I, I'm, I'm teaching them. And they are some of the greatest kids. I, I, I love those kids. But I know when they tell me, hey, my dad was deported, you know, when Trump was in office. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I supposed to say to that? I mean, my first thought is, well, there's a process. Once he got here, he could have worked towards becoming legal. Mm -hmm. Yes, I get that it's expensive, but a lot of these individuals are coming here and shipping paychecks back home. Right. And that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the I mean, even the, the president of El Salvador has talked about um, the remittance, remittances are not good for their economies. They're hard. They're not always um, reliable. Um, you know, they need good people in their countries. If they're, if they all drain out to come here to work, you know, um, our manual labor, it's not good for any of the countries. It depresses the wages in our own country. It's hard on our working class. You know, I get really upset when people say, oh, you need to be more compassionate. And I'm like, what about the compassion for your American born neighbor? You know, again, we've got a hundred thousand American born, born sons and daughters wasting away, dying every single day or every single year in this country. Um, it, it, most of these are deaths of depression. You know, their wages have been depressed. They feel like there's no way out. We don't have any investment into our urban centers. And, you know, there's we, we send so much money around the world and we don't invest in our own society. It is, it is absurd. Yeah, I, I was just talking to a family member who's about to graduate from college. And I said, you know, I won't use his name because I'm not sure if it'll be comfortable with me putting this out there. But I said, what's your plans? You know, you're graduating in May. And he said, I'm going to move back in with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh, okay. Well, 
what, what type of job are you looking for? He goes, well, the job that I'm going to be applying for, I'm going to give myself a year and save, maybe bartend for a while and save up some money because the cost of housing is so expensive and everything else that my only real option is to live with mom and dad, because if I get a job, I got rent, I got all these other things. I'm not going to be able to afford to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the sad state of America of which we live in right now. These kids are coming out with student loans out the wazoo because the government has given free money to the colleges. So the colleges mm-hmm. have inflated the cost of admissions every single year in order to attend, strapping kids with debt. And so that is a government created problem. I often like to say, if you want to create a problem in the country, put the government in charge of it. Uh, every single time the government starts managing money, we have inflation, we have things that run away in spending, it gets too big. And, you know, I'm for limited government and limited spending to begin with. But what you're talking about, about this picture of America is absolutely accurate. We have young people that can't afford to live. The only thing I would disagree with in your statement is the fact that there are plenty of farming jobs and agriculture. The only problem I have is if you want to come take those jobs, go ahead and do so, but there's a pathway to do it legally. And yeah. I, I that's what politicians should be working on right now. What is the pathway to do this all legally and have a new Ellis Island moment in this country? But we're I don't see that happening right now. Right. And you know, it's something that and I've I've talked about this a bunch on my ex, something that that um uh people don't, especially Republicans, it really makes me mad. They don't talk about the abuse of the asylum system, asylum system that has happened in the last um, really since Trump took over, you know, the asylum or the immigration attorneys. Um, it, and they definitely work with the NGOs and they educate these people on what they need to say down there. At the Darien Gap is where they teach them when you get in, you're going to go through the port of entry. You're going to tell them where you're from. And then you're going to tell them that when they say, um, uh you know, whether or not you're eligible for asylum, you're going to say, I fear for my life if I'm returned home. Immediately, right then, they have a legal right to be here and they have to go through the asylum process. And so anytime I hear somebody talk about secure the border, if you're not talking about ending this this loophole, ending this abuse of our system, which we're at a, a seven year, I think it might even be up to eight years right now, um, backlog. Um, so I, I routinely call, you have to shut down the asylum system period. No more. All right. Not until you clear that backlog out. Um, you know, and, and I, I understand that there are people out there who need to come here who, you know, it will not be fair to them, but unfortunately that's actually not on us. That's on the people who have taken advantage of the system, who have backlogged our system. We can only process 60,000 cases a year. We have to pay for the lawyers for these people. We have to have the judges that understand the law that can actually adjudicate these cases. And right now we've got 3 million people waiting in the hole, no more cases. So I, any Republican that's not talking about boom, ending that, you're not serious about border control period, as far as I'm concerned. 100%. It's outrageous with all of this. And do you remember Mayor Eric Adams's way to pay for these people, the pilot program that he was about to enact? This, this was, ex- he was going to give them the, the credit cards, right? The, the debit cards, cards right? right. Mm-hmm. So I heard two stories, two versions of this. One was he was going to give them $1,000 um, and essentially they would have um, these refillable cards. So a thousand dollars a week. Then I heard 
every four weeks they get ten thousand dollars. And even the New York Post reported the ten thousand dollar number. So are we able to validate that ten thousand dollar number? I I I saw I, I believe I saw the post too. Right. Which was right. I, I'm guessing that was after they got out of the the hotels. So that was supposed to cover their rent as well, which is just you know then you gotta think, you know. Um, who's this money actually going to? My guess is you're going to funnel them into certain housing units that are owned by certain private equity firms. And then, you know, this could be just another roundabout way for these big investment companies to get this money, you know, and it's kind of laundering it through that a lot of the way that like, you know, like section eight housing is done, like in, in places that have vouchers. Right. Not a, right. But, so in Manhattan, in order to take home, let's just say it is $10,000 every four mm -hmm. weeks. So you're really looking at between $120,000, $130,000 take home. In order to get that amount of cash, because you've got city, state, and federal taxes in New York City, mm -hmm. you have to pull in about two hundred grand a year. Yeah. So these people are essentially getting two hundred grand salaries, not having to work. If they're still living in a hotel, then there's no rent. Average rent in New York City is $4,100 a month. And so if that's included, so then you're looking at somebody that's making $250,000 a year, essentially, mm -hmm. with that. This is outrageous. This is outrageous. And the company that's that's doing all of this, that's creating these debit cards and distributing them, it's a big-time Obama company, of course. Well, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> that's, yeah, they figured out how to do the Obama phone, so now they're figuring out how to do their Obama it's payments. Insane. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I always look at um, the homeless. You know, when um, uh, Eric Garcetti took over uh, the L.A. mayor, in um, 2009 or 11, one of those, um, LA, LA spent or LA County was spending um, like $15 million on um, homeless services. Of course, he said he was going to end homelessness. You know, when he left nine years later, LA County was spending over a billion dollars a year on homeless services and the homeless population had doubled. So if you want to, you know, increase the spending 50 fold and then double your original problem put put the government in charge because that's pretty much what you're going to get you know yeah right so so I, I have a question uh you have this post that you put out about Letitia James that you know we we, we talked about earlier in the show I've noticed that you have accounts I mean you have like 25,000 26,000 followers on your own but you got accounts with 600,000 followers putting this story out there reposting and multiple accounts with huge followings. But I'm looking at the post that you put with the uncoverdc.com. It's only got 20,000 views, mm -hmm. despite Tracy Beans putting it out with 600,000 followers, Laura Loomer putting it out there with her hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. And I got to wonder, when you're looking at this type of information, and I see that this trilogy is out there that does the AMP program, mm -hmm. if there's not somebody out there already going, Hey, Letitia, they're just reporting on your finances, but don't worry. We're going to de-amplify it on your, yeah. On your end. Does it look like this is being de-amplified since you posted yesterday? So this is definitely my biggest threat. So, um, 
But I experienced this uh, in early December when they kicked George Santos. I don't know how you guys feel about him. I'm, I'm really split on Santos. <laughs> I've looked into all the finances. So like I said, he didn't do anything that I, that the rest of them don't do. And I was kind of like, I was a little, I was annoyed with the Republicans on Santos. I understand why people don't like him, but whatever. Um, I don't have strong opinions on them either way. But I, I wrote, you know, Crenshaw got on his high and mighty horse. And I'm not a fan of Dan Crenshaw. And he... Um, so I, I made a post on him about, you know, it, it's kind of rich you talking like this because let's go through your finances. Let's see what you spent money on because he is ridiculous. That man has billed his campaign $1,200 for camp for event makeup, presumably for his wife, but uh, it could have been for him too. But, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he was all, all over um, Santos when he was everything he does is like 10 times worse so I put that out and it, it got retweeted it was big it was like real quick you know Marissa retweeted it um, Sean Davis the guy from the Federalist he retweeted it Julie Kelly retweeted it and it was going really good and then boom it just crawl like I mean it was about 13 hours in and it just got shut down you know no swear words no nothing it was just solid information and so yeah i think they get a hold of these things when that's where those like, consulting fees go mm -hmm. to de-amplify people that bring up truthful information about them yeah so i think uh i've got i've got one question left anyway what was it doesn't matter who it is what was one of the most egregious spends that you uncovered throughout all of your work um something that you just went this is outrageous this takes the cake number it, one. honestly the the um the makeup thing with crenshaw crenshaw is wild okay <laughs> crenshaw's really? spending is insane okay um uh the um that that was probably my favorite one that one had me cracking up um, makeup <laughs> You know, what in the world? Oh, I, I found a guy, um, uh, my personal. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry. I was just waiting for her to tell me that the patch is all like. I, I was, oh, you know, he had $18,000 and Crenshaw had $18,000 in promotional eye patches. That he's. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, I was waiting for a glass eye joke, yeah. but uh, we went the other way. Was, was the, uh, was the company named Cyclops? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I know. I was like, what? I mean, I, I mean, I, I wish I had it pulled up here. You can, if you search my page for Crenshaw, I've got it all itemized. I mean, it's, it's wild. That is well, Crenshaw's not doing the show now. Thanks, Mel. Oh God. <laughs> show is ruined. We're, we're never going to get a high profile guest like Dan Crenshaw. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's just, uh, he's a real piece of work. You know. What was the other one you were going to mention? You were saying the makeup. What was the other oh, one? Oh, um, uh, challenge coins. They love some challenge coins. Those are those. What's like, that? Like they're like um, metal coins. Apparently, I didn't even know what it was. I actually had a follower explain it to me. But it's like a metal coin that they hand out. But they spend. You know, I've I've seen some guys spend twenty five thousand dollars on these things. My personal representative, Richard Hudson. He dropped $27,000 at Vineyard Vines on quote unquote campaign apparel. Um, oh. He doesn't have any employees for his campaign. So he just basically spent $27,000 on himself. He spent $18,000 at a um, bow tie and pocket square boutique 
uh, up in Raleigh. Um, he said it was for donor gifts. dollars. Now, 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 challenge coins. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've we've seen video of this on like the floor of Congress, where somebody walks up and they hand a coin to another individual, and it's supposed to show that they were a member of uh, or affiliated, or it could be used in military applications to right. say a job well done, uh, enhance morale. Um, but from what I understand, it, it, in our United States government now, there's speculation from some circles that it's. It, it's kind of a, a wink and a nod towards a membership or a welcoming. And they do it publicly in front of others to let people know that they are been gifted or they're in on this. So that's a really interesting find actually. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, um, you can find those, you know, you'll find some 9,000, 10,000, but I've seen up to 26,000 um, challenge coins. Well, listeners, if anybody wants to buy me a $26,000 challenge coin to enhance my morale, feel free. <laughs> I will be happy to accept that on your behalf. <laughs> you know, again, the, but the thing that, that irks me is the consulting fees. Um, you know, I, it's just. So, so, so I want to land the plane here. I want to land on Engeron and Letitia James and this $450 million plus uh, lawsuit. In what you've uncovered, I've been stating on the show, Chris has been stating that they're weaponizing right now against Donald Trump with these cases to try to bankrupt him, to try to drain the war chest, so to speak, in what's coming up for the political campaign. And it seems really targeted. In in the spending that you've seen with Letitia James and the people that she's been linked to and the places that she might have been traveling with the Democrats as far as conventions instead of just minding what maybe an attorney general should be doing. Do you believe that any of the money that you tracked could show that there were people whining and dining alongside with her and she was going out with people that might have an agenda? Uh, was there any evidence of that in this or is it too soon to tell or I don't know? So I, you know, I can't tell um, from that. Obviously, you know, um, there's not that many conferences. Um, there's just not. Okay. There's, you know, at the, like I said, at the, at least we had a, um, you know, the Four Seasons in Denver, the Be Beverly Wilshire, the Beverly Hills Hotel, um, you know, $2,500 spent at hotels.com. Um, again, you're, you're the attorney general of the state. Okay, um, you need you should be in your state. Obviously, she has bigger political goals in mind, but um, the big thing is the is the ghost owners, um, because if we can get an audit of Act Blue and Win Red too, um, and trace back to where where that money is coming from, that's the only way it's going to happen. Did you look in the Sam Bankman Freed? I didn't. Um, I, I do remember the scam with the. Uh, okay. So, so, so I did go into his financials mm -hmm. and there was a ton with the act blue mm -hmm. and the votes. And when I say a ton, it was almost as if he was buying off politicians. Oh yeah. I think his, he, he said, um, I think at one point that for the 2024, he wanted to spend a billion dollars. Correct. He said that was his goal. And isn't it interesting that a guy who creates probably one of the largest financial um, upheavals mm -hmm. in modern history, next to maybe Enron scandal, 
is going off out of prison, not serving any charges, gets scot-free. It's almost as if uh, everybody looked after him, the attorney generals included, which sounds to me like we have an entire bought and paid for system, which means that people should be paying attention to what's happening to Donald Trump because it could happen to you. You know, like I said, I worked for a criminal defense attorney, and so I'm I'm especially um, uh, aware of what they're doing to Trump. Um, And... uh, even if you don't like Donald Trump, you know, and I've certainly got my grievances with him, um, but you know, I, it's whatever, you know, I, I don't, I don't like dislike him personally at all. I think he's funny, you know, you know, I just, sometimes I wish he was younger, you know, and I, I do, I wish he didn't have to, you know, I wish he didn't want to be so pleasing. I wish he were even half as mean as they try to say he is, you know? I'm like, just please, just believe I would give anything for him to be as ruthless as they say that he is, you know? But he's just not. He's he's, he's a nice guy. And um, so, but like I said, I've worked with, you know, criminal defense and indigent um, clients. And so if they can do this to a billionaire, some poor schmuck that gets wrapped up in the system doesn't have a chance, period. You know, some poor guy that gets a, gets a court-appointed attorney, he will get railroaded. And I have seen it myself with my own two eyes. These corrupt prosecutors come in and they barely have to do anything. The, pres- the presumption of innocence just doesn't even exist, to be quite honest with you. Everybody thinks if the government brings a case against you all the way to court, uh, you did something wrong, you know? And so for them to just break every rule, even the most basic ones, just to get Trump, I'm like, what you've actually done is just screwed over the little guy, you know, the guy, that, the people that you say you care about. You know, but I, and, and perhaps I think they know it and that's why they just don't want to prosecute any crimes. You know, that's their goal for, you know, that's their answer for that. So. Well, Mel, I appreciate you coming on to the show with Chris and I, I want to let listeners know right now, go over to X at village crazy lady, leave out the a in village V I L L G E crazy lady. As well as you can go over to, uh, you have uh, the, is it Uncovered DC, one more time, dot com. Is that where most of your writing uh, takes place or are you on Substack? Where, where, where do, you, do people find you or is it just X threads? What's just the X best place? Thread. Yeah, but um, I did get hooked up with the ladies over at Uncovered DC. So I'll be sending my stuff over to them as well. So, yeah. Excellent. And then uh, if you would like to help support uh, the work that Mel does as well, you have a buy me a coffee, don't you? I do. Yeah. And it's All right. What, what, what's the buy me a coffee? Um, it's just like a, like a tip jar, essentially. If you, if you support, you know, um, yeah, independent journalism, it does take a long time to do these threads. It takes a long time to sift through the data. Um, uh, it, you know, that, that Letitia James thing. I mean, it, it took, like a week, like every day, like just digging. Cause you have to go line by line. And of course I'm all, I'm like really hyper aware that I'm going to get something wrong. <laughs> so I'm, I triple check. If I put it out there, I can back it up always. Right. Yeah. So if you want to buy her a cup of coffee, you can do so for $5. You can buy five coffees, 10 coffees, etc. Buymeacoffee.com backslash village crazy lady. Same thing without the A in village. And you can go do that as well. Mel, we're going to be looking forward to seeing what you're doing next. Uh, we'll continue to 
repost your things between uh, At Last Call Caravan, Chris Michaels' account, and myself, Real Greg Bolden. Uh, and thank you for joining the show this evening. Yeah, it was a pleasure to, to hear all this. It was a lot of fun. And thank you for letting me talk so much. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If, if We'd be horrible hosts if we did not let, let our guests speak about the things that they're experts in. So I appreciate your time. And hopefully we honored all the listeners' time well as well. What, what do you think, Michaels? Everything went well tonight? I think it went splendidly. Excellent. I think we want more dirt next time. Yeah. Maybe so we can come up with a, a short list of people that we want the tea spilled on. Yeah, and, and then, well, my next dig is going to be into these FEC um, board members. You beautiful. Know? Uh, we, you remember the financial crash. We we learned that at the SEC, it was just a revolving door. And when they were actually working at the SEC, they were just watching a bunch of porn. So I wow. think we're going to end so, up finding something very similar over at the FEC. So Mel, have you filed your taxes yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very careful following know, your taxes right? this yeah. year after going down here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, we hope that we honored your time. Well, we had a blast here this evening with Mel Woody. Make sure, as I said, go over, follow her on X as always. My brother, Chris Michaels. He's not actually my brother, but you know, he's a good friend here at last call caravan. Make sure you give him a follow as well as check out him on the America out loud news network with his show on Monday evenings at 7 PM named unleashed. It's available on the America out loud talk radio news network available on all of your favorite app stores whether you're using an Android device or an Apple device, you can download America Out Loud News and you'll get the talk radio network. And then he moves over to podcast format the next day. And as always, you know, you have my show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the network, as well as my Patreon page where you get bonus content like Lightning America, Lightning Emboldened, which is at patreon.com backslash America Emboldened, where you can go over there, subscribe. And if you're liking this content, this interview on whatever social media site, whether it's YouTube, Rumble, the streaming services, click on subscribe, give it a like, give it a share, and we will do this all again next week for you. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. You've been watching and listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, Chris Michaels, and our special guest, Mel Witte, here on the America Out Loud News Network. Be bold, America. Thank you.